gonna come over here with that damn foolishness. Let something jump up out of this damn box. You got knocked the hell out. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And you need to talk into the microphone. I am. The microphone is right in front of my face. It's pointed at your nose. It's right in front of my face. But it's not pointed at your mouth. Pointed at your mouth. Okay. Is there a difference? Yeah. Okay, fine. They're very directional. Okay. Now it's pointed at your chin. I'm Brennan. I'm Sergio. <laughs> and this is the final week of African American Directors Month. Uh, obviously, it's not actually in that month. But, oh, he's, you're giving me the death glare. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, keep going. Keep going. It's final month. You know, it's our final week in this month thing. Yes, it's the final week of this. It, this one got lopsided because the movie we watched tonight, which is Boo a Medea Halloween, uh, that movie came out on DVD on January 31st. So we had to, you know, jiggle around the uh, schedule a little bit. But before we get to that, let's do our 10 word reviews. And Sergio and I actually watched things separately. Um, this week, so we have a couple different things to talk about. Okay, so who goes first? Uh, how about you start and we still switch off? Okay, so it's age and beauty first. Um, yeah, sure. Well, the saying is like age before beauty. But you have both. both. Okay, so, you know. Okay, never mind. Uh, that was terrible. Okay, all the president's men, a precursor to spotlight that gives me hope going forward. Um, okay. Game. And now, okay. Wait, we were gonna switch one? off. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Isolation. Too many rules for a mutant cow creature feature. Mm. Um, game change. Only in 2017 do I long for Sarah Palin. Yeah, I also watched Game Change. So mine is a mostly dull political procedural. The Tina Fey was there. <laughs> and I saw Denial, a movie with noble intentions that wasn't my hollow bread. Oh, okay. Well, I couldn't say cup of tea because... Because the, the Jews don't drink tea, I yeah, guess? Yeah, they don't. And also, that wouldn't have been 10 words. So that's why I changed it to hollow. Right? Okay. Um, my review of Fallen is, so 90s, I want to barf, but a solid supernatural concept. What was that last one? Fallen. Okay. The 1998 Denzel Washington movie. Oh, okay, okay. He was very handsome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we watched Boo Medea Halloween. So before we talk about it, let's talk about the plot. Here it is. Trying to win the approval of her friends, 17-year-old Tiffany sneaks out of the house to go to a Halloween bash at a fraternity. The fun soon ends when police and the cranky, fast-talking Medea arrive to mm. crash the party. She certainly is fast-talking. Yeah, and cranky. Unhappy with this sudden turn of events, the, vengeful, the vengeful collegians decide to scare Medea and her cronies with a series of pranks. She soon finds herself under attack and on the run from an assortment of ghosts, ghouls, and zombies on the scariest night of the year. Um, that entire plot they just described happens in maybe the last 20 minutes of this movie. Mm -hmm. the, the first hour is just Medea yammering on. It's a lot of setup. It's yeah. A lot of monologues. Yeah. Um, we decided to watch this movie. One, because there weren't a lot of African-American directed horror movies to speak of, which is a damn shame. Um, and two, because Medea is a cultural institution that neither of us have really had experience with. Um, so I don't want this episode to be too long because I don't want to like, this movie wasn't made for us. Nope. 
So the fact that we didn't like it isn't necessarily, it doesn't, I'm not going to say it doesn't mean it's not a bad film because I think by any definition it's a bad film, Mm -hmm. but um, there are some like lines I don't want to cross. Like I have respect for. We don't have the, the, the footing, the credentials. Yeah, exactly. And I really respect the Medea franchise for the fact that it has employed so many actors of color and the fact that it has made so much money. It's a force. Like Tyler Perry has shows on Oprah's network on TBS. He has movies that come out every year. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter that it's bad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, very fitting that this movie begins with the word boo. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Good so, job. Good job there. You uh, saw your, your shot and you took it. I did. So, yeah. Um, th- as always, we, we're going to rate this movie on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. So, Sergio, what's your scariness score out of five? I gave it one. Scream? One scream? One scream. And I said in my little notes, oh, my God, not funny. I don't know why <laughs> not it not being funny. <laughs> Damage the scariness score for me, but clearly my brain wanted me to state that, so that bears mentioning. Yeah, I mean, I am also giving it a one out of five scream. This is a comedy movie, uh-huh. so that's what happens when we do horror comedies. Um, but this one is even more a comedy, it mm-hmm. barely ever tries to be scary at all. Mm-hmm. But the scariest thing is the existential dread of knowing you have to sit through this entire movie and it's not gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some funny moments. There were. Let's talk about those buried. in our campiness score. Okay. What's yours? So my campiness score is a four. Real? Oh wow. Okay. I said it's bananas. Like this movie is meant to be campy. It's okay, just you're right. Really land with us because you know we're gay camp. We're not. You know, we're not other camps. Um, uh, you mean we're, we're not super bowled over by a man dressing as a woman? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like I could go see that at Hamburger Mary's tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the, probably the best parts were just like one-off lines, like from the friend a day or whatever. Yeah, she was funny. Apparently, uh-huh. she's a YouTuber. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I thought the frat guys had the potential to be funny if they had a little bit more like meat in the script. Yeah, like they were stereotypes, mm-hmm. um, but they were—I mean—they were doing what they were asked to do mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that the core group of people that we spent most of the time with, which was the four. Uh, leads, two of which were played by Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry, who played um, three roles in this movie. He's Eddie Murphying mm-hmm. it all over the place. Um, like those scenes were meant to be campy. Like their dialogue and their exchanges are really kind of cultural and reflect the, like that type of humor. But it just wasn't yeah. for me. But I still gave it a high score on campiness because I feel okay. like that's where the movie shined. I respect that. Um, for me, when we're doing comedies, I usually kind of um conflate campiness with funniness so I, and i gave it two out of five because there were lines that made me laugh mm-hmm. occasionally they mm-hmm. were buried deep deep i don't think okay one thing Medea did made me laugh she talked about like bringing down the hammer on someone then she pulled a hammer out of her purse <laughs> and i like that kind of she didn't absurdity. pull it out like we cut or she to was, yeah she was just holding it uh-huh. she's like yeah i have a hammer she talks about pulling out the hammer and like you're talking you see tyler perry's face and the next shot you see her holding the hammer and it's like where did that even come from yeah so i mean there were certain things mostly medea was a very frustrating character to watch because mm-hmm. she's not funny and she takes up so much space mm-hmm. and it just feels so self-indulgent because you know tyler perry wrote and directed and stars in this movie as half the characters and it's like did you really have to give all of this time to medea who's not interesting mm-hmm. she just babbles on mm-hmm. for so long and well there let me just let me tell you something 
Um, there's a scene where she makes a joke about a 401k, but she calls it a ho-o-one-k because, uh. like, she says ho a lot. Mm-hmm. But then she explains that joke for a solid two minutes afterwards in case you didn't get it. And that kind of humor I can't get behind. I Like, let the joke just be a joke. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit there and continue it forever. Yeah, that would have been an issue. Like, um, the part where I think they were at a dance and then she starts twerking. She's like, oh, that's my whole half of my body. That's like yeah. you know, reliving the young days of when I was me or whatever. I was like, you don't have to, like, go into so much detail. Like, part of my problem with the movie was probably the length. Um, it's an hour and 43 minutes long. No horror movie or comedy movie should be that long. Um, I disagree with that statement, but I will say that the reason why it felt longer was because so much of it was spent on Medea monologues. Yeah, the they're the first couple scenes of this movie, r- we just watched Fences, mm-hmm. and it was like that if Denzel Washington was in a wig and a dress and not a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. It was, there's literally a scene of four old people and then a a middle-aged man three of which are played by tyler perry Mm -hmm. um are having a conversation and it's like 15 minutes long that's crazy Mm -hmm. and it's not nothing happens yeah it's just set up anything it's just a bunch of jokes cracking like this adds to the campiness score but it doesn't really do anything for the plot of the movie it just kind of stalls it yeah and that happens all the time like literally this movie ends and then they ex- they have 15 more minutes mm-hmm. of scenes mm-hmm. where they get to make prison rape mm-hmm. jokes, which everybody likes. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say that during those 15 minutes, it's not, that so it's not necessarily that a lot doesn't happen. It's that what does happen is just you're kind of given more into what these characters are. Um, but they're pretty one-dimensional. And yeah, they're, so they're not good characters. So, the f- like, getting to know them isn't exciting. Yeah, like, you really only need five minutes to get to know that, you know, Medea is wildly inappropriate jokes about abuse. But, like, um, PG inappropriate. Uh-huh. The I wonder woman, what was this movie rated? I'm going to look that up. It's probably PG. Maybe PG-13 because at one point he talks about playing with himself. Yeah, really abruptly. Yeah, um, it's PG-13. You're mm-hmm. right. He's inappropriate. His wife, Miss Hattie, is inappropriate. She kind of... Is, is that his wife? I was never clear on the... Like, it's either his wife or, like, his, like, lover. Yeah, look, we spent, like, 45 minutes with these characters, and I could not figure out what their interrelationships mm-hmm. were. I know she was throwing herself at Tyler Perry's character. Yeah. And you know also what? the frat boys, too. This this might be a problem with us not having seen the other movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those characters carry over. I know... Actually, I, she does... I think that character, Miss Hattie, or Miss Hallie, whatever her name was, uh-huh. is in one of his TV shows. Okay, so, so there is we're crossover. just not in the loop here, and they yeah. assumed that we knew, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing I want to say before we move on from campiness is that there's a scene where the frat boys all pretend to be zombies, and they're running after Medea. Oh. And two of them are acrobats, so they're just like constantly doing like forward flips yeah. while they're being zombies, and it's just crazy. Yeah, you see them uh, chasing her down this like really like this wooden path, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, just a road in the middle of the woods and mm-hmm. it's very poorly lit. And you see them like doing backflips like every yeah. three seconds <laughs> it's because hilarious. they have the power to. I don't think that was a joke because they never call attention to it. I don't know. It's so hard to tell. Yeah, you really have to use your magnifying glass to tell where the jokes are. Yeah. With this. Uh, so effects score? I put two. So um, did I. They were, I guess, some decent effects. I thought that um the i mean the effects i guess weren't bad because the movie was pretty well done it's pretty modern so it can work with a lot more um than say you know blackula could back in the day uh-huh. i um, mean there weren't a lot of effects either and also i think that the fact that simply the movie looked pretty 
to me lends itself to like okay this was pretty well done um having said that the effects were pretty cheap and i found myself bored yeah um especially by the like repetition of certain effects yeah what like what the lights that was used probably like three times oh yeah because they they made the lights flicker to pretend there was a ghost Mm -hmm. or whatever um for me there were some creepy clown costumes so i was like okay two out of five here you go Yeah, the clowns were good i forgot about them yeah, how topical that was. Yeah, that was really topical. That was strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this wasn't. This is not an effects movie. So let's move on. Quality. I'm excited to hear what your score is because you 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 sometimes like pull one out of the gate and surprise me with what number you give. I so. gave it five. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I gave it two. Two out of five unlucky stars. Yeah, I was really bored by the end of it. I was just straight up like reading on the Washington Post, like what's new and happening in our government. But um, I said I hated it, but it appeals to someone somewhere. Like this movie has a following clearly because these movies make money. Uh, so I, that's why I gave it two instead of just one. Okay. Um, you're much better at bringing the context into your reviews of movies. For me, it's very personal, and I feel very personally attacked by this movie. So I gave it one out of five unlucky mm-hmm. stars. Um, you know how in Paul Feig movies, every scene goes on like 30 seconds too long? Paul Feig? I disagree because I like Paul Feig, and I don't mind long movies. Yeah, no. But I see what you're saying because I tend to agree with you sometimes when you bring it up. Yeah, no, I, I like Paul Feig too, but in Bridesmaids and Ghostbusters or whatever, like his scenes just kind of... Because they're so improvised, they just kind of go for mm-hmm. a little longer than they should. This is like Paul Feig just took a handful of tranquilizers and directed a movie. And it's exhausting. I did not enjoy the experience. There are some funny jokes, but like I said, you, you really have to sift through this just interminable array of just words shot at your face constantly. Mm-hmm. It's... And it's just, it's not interesting to watch. It's just mostly people sitting on a couch and shouting at each other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just not great, which that's what I was expecting. Like, I don't want to really rip into this movie cause that's not super fair, but it's not a good movie. And I don't think anybody thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, his movies aren't great. Um, uh, I he was good in gone girl. Oh yeah. He was a lawyer in that, huh? Yeah. Uh, how did I forget my favorite movie of 2014? Um, or 15. Was it 15? 14. 14. Yeah, because Sicario was last year. That was 16, though. 15. No, Sicario was 15. What was my favorite movie of last year in 16? It w- was it La La Land? Sure, we'll go with that. I think it was. Anyways, like, sorry for this weird tangent. Um, uh, I don't know what I was saying anymore. Okay. I'll, I'll I appreciate the fact that his movies have, like, a moral to the story, that they kind of try to teach you something, that they're... You mean that they shoehorn in at the very end? Mm-hmm, that it can kind of be, like, a collective family experience. Like, I respect what he does. Yeah. It's just it's not for me. It's not something that I would pick up and be like, hey, let's all learn about, you know, respecting our elders today, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, the message of this movie. I guess. It was, like, literally that... I'm not... It's fine. Uh, one question. Is Medea canonically male? Because they keep making jokes about her being it's a dude. It's only one character who does that. Yeah, that character. Oh, I guess the frats did too. Maybe. Just don't kick that. Sorry. Um, But... Like, they keep making jokes about, like, Medea having a prostate, and she would, like, sometimes drop her voice down to, like, Mm -hmm. be deep Tyler Perry voice. And I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, so that was just strange, because Medea, as the character, is a woman, but they made weird meta jokes about her not being, and I was just very confused by that. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, this is 
Um, the month thing is super confusing, but this is still part of our donation drive. Mm-hmm. If you donate to the ACLU, to the NAACP, or to Black Lives Matter, uh, you can choose a movie that we review on the podcast. And we've actually gotten that started because we've gotten an influx of donations. Mm-hmm. So um, we're getting to them as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars because I mostly paid attention to this entire movie. Yeah. And that was a real struggle for me. Feet. Yeah. That was an Olympic champion. It's one of the flips. Yeah, it was like one of them flippers. <laughs> yep, this is the part where we ran out of things. Why, why do you keep looking over there? Are I you scared? Know. I am, because it's, it's diagonal. Did it's a Dutch angle. It's a Dutch angle poster, so I'm like by nature supposed to feel uncomfortable by it. Okay. Um, good luck on I your journey, I surprised you with everybody. that film knowledge, didn't I? No, I, I know you're smart. Okay. Um, yeah, you were saying? Good luck on your journey, everybody. And stay gold. Bye. In showers. No. This episode was brought to you by Cub Holder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.